For the first time ever, we're seeing it eye to eye. Bang, 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 seeing it eye to eye. Seeing it eye to eye. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick ass irreverent gaming podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chad Michael Pickle Me Timbers Ennis. We've got with us. Both sides of the double-A battery that keep this thing running, as Alex just put it. The minus side, starting with Adam. Poke my belly and hear me giggle, Gumbert. How are you, Adam? <laughs> um, The Road Trip song. What's that one where Goofy sings the Road Trip song? I don't remember really, the Road really Trip good. song. I'm sorry. If it's not Powerline, I'm not shows interested up? in it. Mickey shows up as a cameo in that Road Trip song. Very good song. The plus side of this double-A battery that keeps this thing going, Alex, slap my ass and call me Sally Cozina. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm positive because I'm such a positive influence on this podcast. I will say, love a goofy movie, uh, a goofy movie, Jesus. Uh, unfortunately, for the life of me, can't remember any of the lyrics, any of the songs in it, but those songs are bangers. Good-ass movie. Bangers and a pleasure for you. Yes. Because you're Canadian. Yes. Chad, you'll be shocked about this, too. Doesn't... So, for us Americans, Goofy had a mm-hmm. TV show called Goof mm-hmm. Troop. And apparently, for you guys up there, that's a very, very bad thing. Do you know oh, about that's this? right. Mm-hmm. I, you told I've me about this one time another Canadian. Yeah, I've been told that another Canadian told me that Goof Troop is the name for a, a pedophile in jail in Canada. I think it's just Goof. Like, isn't it just... Like, if you're a, a Goof, goof is like a, a pedophile. pedophile. Yeah. Yeah. So Goof that... Troop would be a group of pedophiles. <laughs> Just a, literally... roaming, a roaming theater band of of pedophiles, the Goof Troop. I literally have never heard about that before. It might be like a regional Canadian thing. Was this person mm. from like Quebec or Ontario, or were they from like way out there on it's the all, West Coast? It's all the same to me, man. It's all Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's no okay. surprise we don't have sponsors on this show <laughs> when we open the episode screaming Goofy Movie and talking about yeah. pedophiles. Um, Fun fact, all sponsors uh, actually in collaboration with Canada. And so the fact that we can't get our Canadian facts straight means that we can never get sponsored. But you know what you can do? You can go and watch us on twitch.tv slash idiots most Sunday evenings at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also catch us on demand on YouTube and podcast services Tuesday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. We're talking about a lot of things today. We are talking about some Ubisoft stuff. We're talking about Embracer Group. We're talking about all sorts of good shit. But first, Adam and Alex don't even know this. I am hijacking the podcast. We're skipping the main quest, going right to me evangelizing the Final Fantasy 16 demo. Everyone go play this fucking demo. I'm not going to spoil anything about it, but it's incredible. It's like Game of Frickin' Thrones meets the frickin' Final Fantasy lore and universe, and it's amazing, and my jaw was on the floor by the end of it. It's a slow, like, first hour, but after you after you do the mission where you're killing some, some little uh, goblins, oh my god, there's sex twice in the opening sex twice in the demo your progress carries over the game comes out this thursday holy fucking shit it's amazing that's it that's all i have to say playtime we literally both have final fantasy 16 demo on here we're skipping we're skipping right to it awful just to be clear chad when you say sex twice in the opening do you mean sex or do you mean a sextant (laughs) no i meant s-e-c-t-s sex there are two sex right in the beginning no a woman mounts a dude and they're like all sexual smoochy smoochy and then later a dude gets mounted by another lady but they don't actually do anything that we can see no he real specifically says get off of me that's true that's true but we don't know what happens after that it's it's the year 807 year of our lord whatever it said on the screen he was doing a really bad scorpion cosplay from mortal kombat he's like what does he say again get off of me get off and the woman is like oh come on man (laughs) this game's incredible y'all i first of all the the spectacle of it all the spectacle the fucking phoenix going fucking fighting the ifrit there's some of the most badass huge giant i don't forget what they call them icon icons i think that's what they call them in here yep icon a little kid who like i don't hate 
contrary to like Plague Tale Requiem or I mean Requiem, Plague Tale Innocence, like that kid like needs to shut the fuck up. All the kids in Metro need to shut the fuck up. But this kid, I'm like all about. And then just the twists exactly and the turns, turns and shocks and awes and oh god, it just is so good, y'all. And the combat's like really talk slick and. And, and I wasn't going to shit on it. Wonderful. But now that you've decided to interrupt and start the podcast this way, I will yeah. tell my true feelings when we get to it. Okay. Tell your true feelings when we get to it, which might be never because I'm controlling the podcast today and we're skipping playtime. All, right, right. All right. We're going to come back, everyone, and talk about our main quest, Ubisoft Forward Rundown, starring Logan Plant at IGN. Starring. Before we get into that, just yes. a quick timeout. Do you guys remember when they introduced Hulk's son? In like one of those MCU TV shows, yeah, yes, yeah. I do. At the end of uh, was, She-Hulk, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I was just reminded of it scrolling through Twitter. I don't know what they were thinking with that one. I got to be honest, with you guys. I'm sorry I interrupted the podcast. I'm you can wondering, with Ubisoft. I'm wondering if Marvel is getting close to some kind of deal with Universal because the Incredible Hulk, starring Edward Norton, soon to be replaced by Mark Ruffalo, is now available on Disney Plus to stream. And yeah. Universal owns the distribution rights, which is why we never see or hear of that movie ever, and is why we can never get a solo Hulk movie. They did. The reason it went on Disney Plus is because the 15 years was up, and Universal <gasps> no longer has the rights to it. Well, maybe it's just that movie, maybe it's all the Hulk, I'm not entirely sure, but I know it was like 15 years in one day is when it went on to Disney Plus. So uh, it's like, oh, you'll run out. Okay. Okay. So yeah, hopefully that means we get a Planet Hulk movie, which is what that was allu alluding to. But for now, we're going to talk about more planet stuff with Star Wars Outlaws. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just so high from the Final Fantasy demo last week. Star Wars Outlaws is in development at Massive Entertainment. We saw a little tease in the Game Award, not the Game Awards, uh, fucking opening night. Nope, not opening night live. Uh, what's the Xbox other Jeff case. Keighley? Oh, it was not in the Jeff Keighley thing. It was Star it was Wars. We saw it at Xbox. Okay, we saw it at Xbox. Um, we saw a little tease, but now we saw gameplay at um the ubisoft forward the gameplay showca showcase showed off combat including how your companion nix can help protagonist k vess in the heat of battle we also saw k riding a speeder deciding if she wanted to bribe an imperial officer and eventually hopping into a ship to escape into hyperspace and feeding her little companion a marble we saw all of it y'all uh i'm gonna pause before we talk about anything else from ubisoft and let's talk about this game i have a lot to say but alex i want to hear your thoughts on it you know, it's interesting. Uh, uh, real quick, like going into overall thoughts on the conference as a whole, like, you know, it wasn't that great. Uh, there were a lot of segments in it that dragged on real long. A lot of people that were up and presenting that probably shouldn't have been presenting some of the games they were talking about. That being said, I will say, you know, going into this, I think we were all kind of like, man, Ubisoft is really consolidating all its resources around Assassin's Creed. It's just becoming an Assassin's Creed machine and not much else. And this press conference as a whole did a really good job of making a case for a future where Ubisoft can be more than just Assassin's Creed going forward. And this game in particular, I thought, made up a really huge part of that case. This game looked real real good will i immediately run to store shelves when it comes out to get it not necessarily guaranteed i didn't immediately jump out and get star wars jedi the most recent one uh and star wars on the whole is not exactly on ye old brain as much as it was a few years ago but this game undeniably looked extremely good i'll say overall ubisoft again here's a great idea don't watch the live presentations and watch the videos <laughs> afterwards. It's That's what I did, yeah. Cleaner that way. Yeah. But I will say of the two we're talking about today, Ubisoft is much better than the other another <laughs> one that we're going to talk about later. Um, again, I didn't watch it live. I heard a lot of criticisms about it. Fair enough. But I'm with you. It's like the fact that we have, you know, Avatar and Star Wars coming out probably in the next year for both. Um, on top of you know Prince of Persia and other stuff, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. We yeah. had one Assassin's Creed, and what they showed us that was new uh, looks cool to me. So I, I would say overall, a plus. The but I content don't know about of games shown off at the press conference was great. The problem is that it was just a very traditional E3 press conference in the worst way possible. The way it used to be, where people would come out and talk for extended periods of time, and a lot of the people that came out, you could tell that they're like really passionate about what it is that they have to say, but they're not necessarily great public speakers um but this was definitely a highlight for sure 
I used to be a big proponent back when they had traditional press conferences in a theater with people. Like, I was really into the fact that Ubisoft used to hire, like, Aisha Tyler to host their stuff. I'm like, hire right. actors, hire people who are comfortable exactly. on stage exactly. to present this stuff. Not like, I mean, it's cool that we get to see some of the, like, people who from the development studios do these kinds of things, but for them to get up in front of the entire world and talk about their game in a way that, like, they're terrified and shaky and they don't know what to do with their hands like that. That's not a good look. Hire an actor who's comfortable on stage, maybe to go and ask them questions and talk about it with them. But uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of, of people who are comfortable on stage. Mm. Speaking specifically of Star Wars Outlaws, though, big Uncharted vibes for me, like the the cinematic nature, the look of it all, the environments going through the car combat where you're shooting people from your speeder bike. There's the the like a little bit of stealthiness jumping out of shit like I was huge, huge um, Uncharted vibes from this so much so that I'm like, is this ragtag? Is this Amy Hennig's canceled ragtag game? But then Ubisoft just basically just picked up the bones and turned into real life. Um, the the I was very very impressed by the cutscenes, the character models coming off of like literally immediately before I watched this, I watched some like quick video of of some Starfield stuff, and I was just like the difference between the Starfield people who have Bethesda syndrome, where they're just completely lifeless CPU characters and whose eyes do nothing. And then you come into this and everyone's like so expressive and, and it's it's such a night and day thing. For me. I love the scripted cinematic nature of all of this. Anyway, looks great. Very excited for it. Does just like uh, just like Quantic Dream come with a little bit of a, a grain of salt? Be like, remember, this is Ubisoft. Like they're not they're not the greatest company in everyone's minds right now, but hopefully they, they can turn things around and make me excited for this game. Um, other than that. Star Wars Outlaws looks great. And that little creature, Nyx, eating a little marble at the end, just it's gonna be cute as fuck, and I'm gonna I'm gonna want a plushie of it. And then I'm not gonna do what what do I do with that plushie in my apartment? I don't know. I live in Silicon Valley, and now I'm gonna let my dog eat it, and it's gonna be stuffing all over the floor. That's but I'm fine. gonna get it. <clears throat> it. Looks fun. I like the going into space, open world, GTA kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, fun that we get it between Empire and Return of the Jedi, and we're dealing with syndicates. Because the syndic- crime syndicates we saw in Book of Boba Fett, we also see it in the Dave Filoni stuff. They're really cool. Like the fish-looking dudes. Yeah. That'll be fun to do. Um, Darth Maul's dead, though. So Anyways, continue. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is finally coming on December 7th, two days before my dad's birthday in 2023. It's first-person action adventure that will see players control a Navi. Ubisoft showed off a new trailer and gameplay breakdown and a long-awaited title showing gameplay that reminded us of Far Cry. Those I was are very happy Logan to see. I was very happy to see noted Canadian James Cameron make an appearance during this particular mm. segment. The game looked good, and I expected it to look good. I will say it is definitely like saying it's a letdown feels a little bit unfair because like it was never going to match up to this. But like the difference in visual quality between this game and The Way of Water is definitely noticeable but again that was to be expected well this game technically takes place between movie one and two right oh that's so, like why. maybe the graphics so, like, get better like like story-wise oh, everyone looks better that's like <laughs> there's like an old calvin and Hobbes comic strip where calvin says like yeah you know the reason why like old movies are in black and white is because the world used to be in black and white <laughs> and we only really got color in the like the 70s but it was kind of grainy back then no, we we know why we, why we got color. I saw the movie Pleasantville with Tobey Maguire. As soon as you start having sex, you become colorful. <laughs> oh shit! You don't remember that movie? that movie? Yeah. No, I've never seen that. Pleasantville. Yeah, it's black and white, and then as soon as people start having sex, they start becoming colorful, and they're all like embarrassed, and it's like you know Scarlet Letter kind of thing. Like, oh my god. Interesting. Um, Pleasant. Yeah, I did not watch so this this trailer, but I'm 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 whatever. It's whatever. Avatar's cool, I guess. I'm not into Far Cry, no, I know that. Well, yeah, it, this game is exactly Far Cry, but just like in a big green world, um, which will be fun if you like that kind of game. But it's exactly Far Cry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interest. I am interested, especially after this, and then that. hopefully that re, uh, release date stays. We will see. What I am interested, though in is Ubisoft unveiled gameplay for Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. This is the 2D action Metroidvania that is semi-open world. They showed a little bit of this at Jeff Keighley's Wonderfest. 
Um, and so this has a semi-open world. More areas open up as you gain new powers and improve your skills. Time powers that are classic to the franchise are also present, but sometimes your enemies will use them against you. And it is coming out January 18th, 2024 on all platforms. Excuse me, I burped a little bit. It's too bad that this trailer is getting review bombed on YouTube by real shitty people because this game continues to look very good. Yeah. That's it. And then, surprise, did you know Ubisoft makes Assassin's Creed? We've got a lot of Assassin's Creed shit coming up right now. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Mirage. Uh, showing off back-to-basic stealth-centric gameplay. The game takes place in 19th century Baghdad and, the, and will follow Basim Basim. Give Bas- a dog Basim, Basim, Basim. Basilisk. In a tragic coming-of-age story, the game launches on October 12th. It, I can't remember this, who it was. Maybe it was Daniel Dwyer or somebody. Oh, it was Mike Bithel said, if you would have told me that Assassin's Creed Mirage was a remake of the Assassin's Creed, I would have believed you. It was like, yeah, it, it is back to basics. It looks exactly the same, but with a new character. This demo was real long and real boring, but I mean, I'm happy for the people that are like, I want a back to basics Assassin's Creed because Ubisoft could have very easily been like, no, the, the past two ones have been very very successful for us what with their open world rpg structure there's no reason to go back so i I guess good on them and good for the people that are going to play it when they revealed several months ago that they're like here are the literally seven i think it was assassin's creed projects that are in the works right now like they were like we're going to put a little bit of everything out there and we're going to see what you all gravitate towards so this is part of like let's go we'll put something out that's like traditional assassin's creed we'll continue the open rpg we'll continue we've got mobile stuff we've got assassin's creed nexus coming up in vr so like they're doing a little bit of everything uh just to see what sells nowadays Speaking of doing everything, there's a VR version. Assassin's Creed Nexus is the franchise's first foray into VR, and it will feature a three-pronged story starring a trio of returning characters, including Assassin's Creed 2's Ezio, Odyssey's Cassandra, and AC3's Connor. Shout out to Dallas and Brent. Connor's coming back, y'all. <clears throat> the game is coming to MetaQuest 2. Got emotional. I did. I got choked up. Got choked up. The game is coming to MetaQuest 2 and presumably MetaQuest 3 and does not yet have a release date. Hopefully it comes to PlayStation VR. Not that I would probably play. Uh, I don't know. Looking at the, it was a very much a pre-rendered, like, this is not gameplay yeah. demo that they showed, but it looks like the kind of shit that's going to make you sick as fuck. Like, swinging from things and running on, and jumping down on people and stabbing them. It was like, I hope it works well and it, and it looks good and it would be cool to play if it, if it works, but it looks like the kind of shit that's going to make you sick. I hope that the Assassin's Creed franchise eventually culminates in like an Avengers Endgame moment where they open up portals and all the assassins from all the <laughs> games come through and take on, I don't know, Abstergo or whoever. And everyone, and there's one big boss and everyone sticks one of their little wrist blades into a different part of his neck. And then there's one person who's like, hey, you guys, you guys, there's no neck flesh left. Yeah, can you, Ezio, can you, can you move yours a little to the right? No, shit, now, it's, now he's bleeding. He's already dead, guy. I missed out on this. I missed out on this completely, and I feel really... That would be Connor. Can, Connor would be the person who didn't who, get hey, it Hey, scholar over there who's writing all this, can you just, t- can you write down that I also stabbed him in the neck, please? Just like, because no one's going to, no one noticed. There are no witnesses here other than you. Just write it down that I stabbed him in the neck, too. That's how it's going to turn out. Exactly. That's how it's going to go. <clears throat> hey, did you know that there are more Assassin's Creed games? Codename Jade is the upcoming Assassin's Creed mobile game. This game takes place during China's Qin Dynasty between the events of Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Origins. Talk cool. about a game made for a very specific audience. Like a mobile-only version of a game set in China. I wonder what audience they're going after. It'll probably do pretty well, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Cool. I don't have much to say on this. I mean, I probably don't want to, I don't want to play it necessarily, but I think that it will probably do well. The Crew 2 Crew Harder has a sequel called The Crew Motorfest, and it now has a release date of September 14th, 2023. Crew Motorfest takes drivers to Hawaii. The um, press release forgot the little apostrophe between the eyes and Hawaii, where it appears to emulate Forza Horizon's festival format. Cool. Cool. Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix, is a new anime coming to Netflix later this year based on Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Cool. I appreciate 
I appreciate that the trailer for this had a bunch of other Ubisoft IP in this. This could be fun. Who knows? I will say, Netflix is very good with video game adaptations. Are they? Like, Did the Resident looks... Evil stuff do good? I, I guess, mean, you look at I didn't. I didn't Cyberpunk. hate the first episode of the Resident Evil stuff. It, there's Cyberpunk. There was um, Castlevania. Um, uh, fucking. I was gonna say World a lot of that is Shankar. LOL. What's uh, League of Legends? What was the show? Was like everyone's like no, Arcane. I guess it's the anime Arcane. specifically. Like Netflix anime, they take a lot of care in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Manly Brian says, happy Father's Day in the chat. We are each his father. <laughs> I'm sorry I abandoned you so long ago at birth, Manly Brian. My three dads. <laughs> this is a movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's three men and a baby. Oh, X Defiant right. is Ubisoft's upcoming free-to-play first-person arena shooter, and the company revealed it's coming sometime this summer. Ubisoft also detailed its launch plans, which include 14 maps, 5 factions, 5 modes, and 24 weapons. Great. Nice. Great. This is one of those things where it's like, you know how there's a brand new IP, you know almost nothing about it, but they're like, buy this $200 collector statue uh, from this game that you know nothing about or don't even know if you like the character or the, the game itself. This is like, oh, we have 24 weapons and modes and factions and maps. It's like, cool, is your game fun? I don't know. I don't, I don't care how day, many weapons it, I can use. Back in the day, there was a Jimquisition video about how there was like some collector's edition video for there was a collector's edition for a Assassin's Creed game. And like one of the things included in the collector's edition was like it was like Connor's iconic bracelet. And it's like, well, it's not iconic yet if people haven't played the game and really <laughs> like yeah. found themselves drawn to his bracelet. Like you're you're kind of calling your shot before it happens there. Yeah. Ooh, real quick. My favorite. <clears throat> collector's edition i ever had was when dc universe online went free to play there were collector's editions of physics because it was you had to pay for it at the beginning so i was working at gamestop my first day ever at gamestop and they pennied them out because they're like well this is, these discs are discontinued yeah. because it's free to play game but it also d discontinued the collector's edition so i got a fucking 12 inch like 18 inch batman statue in the collector's edition of dc universe online for a penny because the game my damn. favorite that's really cool my favorite collector's edition was uh i walked into a GameStop to pick up a copy of persona q and the guy was like oh man we got this collector's edition version of the game the guy who was supposed to get it didn't pick it up do you want it and i said oh yeah sure and it came with a super cool set of tarot cards that are all themed around like the characters from the persona series because like tarot cards are like a huge part of that series came with a ds case and it came with an inflatable Teddy, which is like the bear dude from Persona 4. Only problem is, from the beginning, it's pretty clear that that inflatable bear had a hole in it because it would constantly <gasps> deflate over time. But when I would manage to keep it inflated, it was like a pretty cool prop to have in my room, albeit kind of weird. That was pretty cool, though. I'm not generally a collector's edition dude, just because I don't really have a ton of space, but I've got... Uh, we can't really see it on camera, but I've got the Thor hammer back there from Ragnarok... And I've got uh, Uncharted 3, Drake's Fortune, came with a little uh, Sig Parvis Magna ring on a little leather thing. And I still carry that in my backpack to this day. It also came with a Drake statue with, like, a removable gun, and that's in the trash now. Well, <laughs> where it belongs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had it on my bookshelf in Chicago for a long time, and then I moved here and was just like, I don't have space It's just like a lot shit. of fucking plastic. Yeah. It's just a lot of tall yeah. plastic shit. Tall yeah. plastic. And now I have a 3D printer, so I'll print another one. Skull and Bones! Makes its usual co uh, comedic appearance. Uh, it's getting a closed beta from August 25th to 28th. You're not invited. It's a closed beta. <laughs> they still don't want Game people to see this game or know that it exists or in the, that it's probably going to be trash. I don't know if either of you saw this, but the way that they unveiled this during the showcase was a group of, I guess, singers came out. I was about to say mummers, but that refers to something completely um, different, um, I think. Um. <laughs> Anyways, they came out and were like, hey, we got a new song, and it's called Skull and Goat Bones. Didn't show off any actual footage from the game. They just, at the end of that song, were like, oh yeah, it's out uh, August 25th. The song is very good. I watched a trailer that had gameplay with the song on it, and the song's pretty fucking catchy. Is it like a shanty? Sort of. It's like yeah. a, it's like a okay. bummer's. <laughs> <laughs> So, 
real quick, real quick, before we move on to the final point in the story, uh, this is from Wikipedia. Mummering is a Christmas time house visiting tradition practiced in Newfoundland and Labrador, Ireland, the city of Philadelphia, and parts of the United Kingdom. Also known as mumming or jannying, typically involves a group of people or family or friends who dress in disguises and visit homes with their community or neighboring communities during the 12 days of Christmas. So it wasn't entirely off. It's so it's just a people mom's name Jane who go Christmas caroling in Philadelphia. <laughs> That's all it West is. Philadelphia, born and raised. Yeah. I wasn't entirely <laughs> off, but I was pretty significantly off all the same. All right, let's move on. The Division Resurgence is a version of this game you don't care about. Upcoming mobile game based on the Ubisoft co-op shooter franchise. We got a new trailer for the mobile title and a release window of fall 2023. Mobile, mobile I own the division on multiple platforms because it was on sale for like two dollars, and everyone said, "Let's play the division." And then Holden said, "I'm glad we all bought it on PlayStation, but I don't have any room on my PlayStation anymore because I have to keep Sekiro on here and Warzone. Can you all buy it on Xbox as well?" And so we bought it on Xbox too. Hey man, and Shadows like, die twice. And then we got it. We all bought it on Xbox and nothing, and we never played it. So it's a fun. Game. I'm excited for this I game. Like it. I mean, I, we did, I did play it one time. I played it one time for like an hour. Do you remember when Sir Vincent Diesel came onto the Game Sir, Awards stage and that's gave, a mummer. Uh, that's a mummer right there. Yeah, you know what? He loves you know what? He loves we, it. We should go into the Wikipedia Merry page Christmas. for mummering and edit him, edit him in right away. Do you remember when he came onto the Game Awards stage and gave the Game of the Year award to Sekiro? Yeah. Yeah. Was he there for that? I remember he showed that off was, yeah. that awful Fast and Furious game. I didn't know that, that he gave the award. He uh, showed off the, the game, and then what's her face? Not Gal Gadot. Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez came on, and then they uh, gave the Game of the Year award to Miyazaki for Sekiro. But he was not expecting that was not on Miyazaki's bingo card that <laughs> the Vin Diesel's no. the end of an award. <laughs> Chad, are you okay? I'm <laughs> <laughs> doing my Michelle Rodriguez impression. <laughs> I got stabbed in this movie. <laughs> Which movie is that? <laughs> All of them. I almost All died. Don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit you with a brick. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Thank Very you. Good. Thank you. Moving on to playtime, Adam. Be careful. You're treading on some some uh, some thin ice. I guess we're mixing metaphors today. Talk about Final Fantasy 16 demo. Mumming on top of the frozen water. Uh, yeah. So I played it. <laughs> Because Chad texted me, he was like, oh my god, you have to play it. And I was like, sure, Chad, I'll do that for you. So I played it yesterday. And I will say, I do think it is very pretty. It was very uh, like cool and cinematic. I get why you're into it. I also think it's very cool. Like The icon battle idea is cool, where they're like, all these battles are going to be different. And the actual combat is great. Like It feels very much... I mean, they, the guy from Devil May Cry apparently worked on it. I'm like, yeah, you can tell. It feels like that. Yeah. Um, so all those are pluses. Like, I think it's going to be a very good game. It just did the thing that Adam doesn't like, where it's like fucking anime fucking performances, and it's a three-hour demo, and there's probably two hours worth of cutscenes. Um, no, thank you. So you didn't walk away from it being like, oh, this is like a much more westernized, much more Westeros-esque Final Fantasy, one might say. No, it it feels... Like Final Fantasy met Game of Thrones, but it's still Final Fantasy. The part that I have the problem with is the Final Fantasy part, not the rest of it. Combat's cool. The setting is cool. That stuff is cool. It's the Final Fantasy part that I don't get along with. So I think it's going to be a very good game that I, I will not play ever, but I think it's going to be good and it's going to be very successful. Like, I'm not crazy. But they did mention it, that, like, the majority of the demo is cutscenes because it is the opening of the game, but that it opens up from there, too. So. Maybe you're just fucking wrong, Adam. No. And I, well, I played no. the Icon Challenge, the yeah. little after part. Oh, I didn't even play that. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be spoiled on anything. Oh, it's much more fun. It's like you have like a full set of powers and you're doing... It's more difficult combat. And I like that part a lot, too. But it also had a lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs> so, but again, I think that it's good. You guys will like it. I think everything they're doing is working. It's going to be very successful. It's just I, you're not going to change my mind about Final yeah. Fantasy. I played one already, and it was the best one apparently. <laughs> Stranger Paradise. <laughs> you played so. Stranger Paradise. I can. No stop. one says that's the best the one. The mountain. Although I was pleasantly surprised by that by that game. Yeah, yeah, very cool. 
So yeah, no, Chad's gonna love it. Chad's gonna fucking piss his pants every day. Yeah. He's gonna have a good time. I'm gonna wake up and I'm just gonna be like P P P P P P P now I can play Final Fantasy sixteen. Oof ouchie my pee pee. Oof ouchie my pee pee. The shitty thing is that it comes out and then two days later I go to Rhode Island for a week and then I just gotta just sit take there. Your PlayStation and... with you. But I'm gonna be sitting also in an Airbnb and who knows like what the TV situation is going to be in there. Actually, Matt, Matt did offer. is like, I've already got a second TV if you want to just bring your PS5. <laughs> there you go. It's already resolved itself. Yeah. Um, talk about Diablo 4. We all played that. Yep. Oh, yeah. I beat... I know Alex did as well. I beat the story of it. Damn, so, y'all are nice. Mm-hmm. Y'all are good. Y'all are good. I am doing in-game stuff, waiting for uh, that next uh, season to come. Just curious, Chad, where are you currently at in the game, story-wise? I believe I'm just about at the end of Act 3, uh, like level Got 41, it. I think I am, about 20 hours. I will say, I will say, Act 3 and 4, very lopsided in terms of their lengths. I won't go into super specific spoilers, but there's definitely a point in Act 3 where they're like, all right, we got ahead all the way over to this other place where they should have just cut it there and had that been the beginning of Act 4 and had Act 4 end where it does. It's totally weird that Act 3 is as long as it is. I have to imagine that a lot of people playing through the campaign probably got really wounded by the end of it. I haven't felt that yet, so maybe I'm not at the end of 3 yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, t- so talk about it. Talk, talk about the uh, your experience with the game. Is it positive, negative? A little brief, little Adam and Alex review chat. Oh, I think it's fun. I've enjoyed it. I'm ready to hit level 50. I think I'm 46, 47, something like that. I'm very close to getting that 50 uh, for that post-game thing that they suggest I'll be 50, so we'll see. But no, I'm having a great Necromancer's ton of fun. Had fun with the story. Moving on to whatever's next. But, I mean, that's where I am. I think it's very fun, very good. I'm not like... I know... Like, I pay attention to the story, but I don't listen to what everybody says. Like, any any little side dude talking... I don't give a shit. I just <laughs> go back to killing these things and getting these numbers up. So, um, I guess Alex probably knows more... Has more opinions. I just think it's good. But I am also was never, like, a huge Diablo fan looking forward to it. I was like, I don't know, this is a very cool game. I enjoy this. So, it was just like, yes, thumbs up. And that's it. I'm not... I don't have any in-depth thoughts because I didn't have uh, uh, any expectations metal so alex yeah I, I chatted about this a little bit on twitter yesterday morning you know uh before playing diablo 4 i jumped into diablo 3 to whet my appetite get myself more familiar with the series and like the story in that game is just fun nonsense there is like enough meat on the bone there to be like okay i get why i'm going from point a to point b there's some cool cutscenes. in fact i would actually say that the cutscenes in diablo 3 hold up quite well uh from a kind of presentation point of view overall though the story in that game is just kind of a wash story in diablo 4 honestly very very strong And, and like i totally i don't begrudge anyone that's like look i don't play the diablo games for the story i didn't particularly care about this one either totally fine but like what was there i thought was like quite well done i thought there were a lot of like very kind of emotionally affecting performances i thought a lot of the kind of core cast of characters that kind of make up your group of adventures that head into the deepest recesses of hell figuratively and literally at the end of the game were really compelling and i i like the note that ended on for now because you know that they're going to continue to expand upon the story and you know reopen certain threads with future dlcs so yeah i was i was honestly really impressed with it um now that being said i've not played as many games so far this year as i've wanted to because time is just ever so scant but so far it might be honestly one of my favorite game stories of the year Ooh, i mean lilith it is her year it's her season she's here i do like i like lilith it is funny though it's funny that neither one of you will get this reference but playing this Diablo 4 and doing everything in the Final Fantasy 16 demo, uh, there's a, uh, an actor, man, who's getting a lot of work done because he's in Diablo 4 and he's in Final Fantasy 16. And I heard him back to back and I was like, oh shit, this is guy's it, out here is it making moves. Troy Baker? Is it no, Nolan North? Is it, those are the no. two is male the video guy, game actors. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Those is, two. Is it the guy that voices Lorath Nar? Because I know yeah. that he's from oh, Game Lorath. of Thrones. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is Final absolutely. Fantasy is inspired by Game of Thrones. I didn't know so. he was from Game of Thrones. So yeah, he's definitely in Final Fantasy. I was like, oh, it's Lorath. And he's like that deep fucking Irish, Welsh, whatever the fuck he is. Very, very good voice. Very Fun fact. 
Lorith Nar is like one of the few returning characters from Diablo 3. In Diablo 3, voiced by Yuri Lowenthal. The idea is that it's been 50 years between Diablo 3 and Diablo 4. Mm. And so now it's like, oh, well, now we need an old-ass man to voice him because he's an old-ass man. His voice dropped like a hundred registers between those two games because I heard Yuri's voice. <laughs> he did a lot of heard drinking. This guy's voice, yeah, a lot of smoking. Yeah. He smoked ten packs uh, yeah. a day, apparently. <laughs> Which, by the way, is also true in game. There are like multiple sequences where Laura Fnar like collapses in a pile of shit because he's been drinking too much yeah, and splashing with some water recently in in my campaign to wake his ass up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, Alex, you've been playing Axiom Verge. Which we won't dive into right now because we're going to be diving into that probably the first week of July. Oh, on your PS Vita. Wait, wait, wait. On this year's platform. Uh oh. Where's Chad going? Where's Chad going? Samesies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Vita Bros. <laughs> Sweet sriracha sauce. Mm-mm. I fucking the love Vita it. Vita lives. You ate a Wendy's Chipotle or chicken wrap with Chick fil A sweet and sour or whatever sauce you have on it. Sweet sriracha sauce is my favorite sauce of all time. I will say this, we'll say this, won't get into my thoughts on the game right away. The game is definitely better than the Vita port of God of War 2, which is the last game that I played on the Vita uh, ahead of the launch of God of War Ragnarok. Uh, and so I'm happy that I'm, if this is the last game I end up playing on the Vita, which who knows, at least I'm ending it on a slightly higher note than where I ended it on last year. This week, I, as I was prepping to download and play this game, there is not a really easy way to go into the browser on your PS Vita and not install a homebrew version of the operating system that does not allow you to use a regular ass micro SD card for your Vita instead of having to pay. Because mm -hmm. I think I talked about last time I tried to play Metal Gear Solid 3, my memory card got corrupt and all that shit, and I had to get a new one. Mm. So yeah, I, I did not do all of that to now let me play my PS Vita with the 256 gigabyte micro SD card that I bought for like 15 bucks. Um, so that's cool. And that's really easy and took like eight minutes to do. Um, it's cool. Yes. Yeah, so we're Axiom Verge is our barf game. Go play it. It is. If, if you did not, I think it was free through PlayStation plus at some point, a thousand years in the past. Yeah. But if you didn't get this that game came out, came out in 2015. So it's been out a while. I feel like yeah. at some point in the past, he must've done it. If you didn't get that, it is currently on sale on Switch and the PSN for 10 bucks. So, great opportunity to pick it up. And then, yeah, we'll talk about it with another special guest who you might be familiar with already. Coming in first week of July, probably. Uh, we are yet, we've yet to schedule it, but we're going to talk about it. Um, I have played a couple of things, usual. Alex has a... Hold on. Alex has a thought. Axiom Verge 2 is also on sale on the Ooh. Nintendo Switch, albeit it's not a super huge discount. It's only discounted by 20%, so it's like $21 instead of 26 no. Still, worth checking out. Can't worth play it on the Vita, out. though. That's true. Unfortunately, it came out just a little bit too late. Zero out of ten. Won't ever play it. Final Fantasy 16 is not on the Vita? Nope, not playing it. Zero out of ten. Um, Beat Saber. I know there are a lot of people who, uh, going into what I played this week, Beat Saber, there are a lot of people who are, we're playing on PS5 now. Your progress and your scores and things like that don't carry over to the PS5 version. So I'm letting folks know as I'm going through and like doing the campaign again and working my way through, like Joel was talking to the other. He's like, man, I really wish I had friend scores to compete against. Y'all need to start being, so Joel, I just cleared the whole Fallout Boy album on expert difficulty. So you've got some scores there. I'm I'm getting my high scores back up. The High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. I believe I'm number 10 in the world right now on that song on PS5. So, and that I was just High Hopes from a Goofy movie. <laughs> oh, I hope. <hopes. laughs> no. I hope Panic at the Disco. Um they changed up the beat map for it a little bit ago. But so yeah, I, I just Perfect comboed that song on expert difficulty. Now I'm going to go and do it like twice as fast version so that I can get my higher score up there. So start looking from, for my score up there for friends on PSN. If we're not, it's Chad Mikinis. Add me as a friend. I want to I want to beat people's asses and maybe play multiplayer because Beat Saber has multiplayer. So maybe I can just beat you in mm. real time. Um, I played Diablo 4. We already talked about that. Y'all, I beat Destiny 2 again. How many times I did it? I, I did it. I beat Destiny 2 again. Vault of Glass was the very first Destiny raid that ever came out. 
And the exotic gun at the end of it is the Vex Mythoclast. And it's a fusion rifle that is super powerful, and it is stupid because it has primary ammo, which for the last couple of years in Destiny 2 means it has infinite ammo. And uh, it is also like one of the lowest drop rate guns of the entire game. And I, I ran it 21, 22 times before this week. Never got it. Zero out of ten. I hated it. I was about to go to mm. lfcarry.com and pay somebody $70 to literally just run that encounter over and over until it drops. Real but, quick. Yeah. We've mentioned before that I had a friend who had ran this. It was this is what I was talking about. He's ran this dungeon to get this gun 35 times and never got it. Yeah. In Rough. this season, they retroactively... Uh, took a bunch of triumphs that you can get throughout the raid, and they made them, uh, a few of them, they now have, like, they, they add additional chance for this weapon to drop at the end. So, by having done some shit already over the last two years since this raid's been available in Destiny 2, I now had, like, a 6x multiplier on the chances for this gun to drop. We cleared it nine times. Nine times, and I got it three out of those nine times. So I have three Vex Mythoclasts right now. I mean, it's worth it's worthless to have multiples of the same thing because you can always just get it back from collections. But I have it. Everyone except for Joel's friend Connor got it. And then well, at the very Connor. end, yeah, yeah, fuck Connor, fuck Connor. No, Connor saved our fucking asses because it's impossible to get six human beings all together at the same time to do this thing. Connor's not here. Fuck Connor. You know, <laughs> not like I don't have the game. You guys had me buy all the stuff in the game, but that's cool. Yeah, but you would have you never done it. You would have never done it. You and Joel keep talking behind my back. Alex, you keep going in your secret discords. <laughs> I don't care. So yeah, I finally got it. It was great. Now almost all of us have it, which means we can now run the the thing again to get the catalyst for it and make it awesome. So I just had a great end all time beating Destiny 2 again. Let's talk about some bad shit. Capcom had a show, says Logan Plant at IGN. Um, I did not watch any of this, but I did see the couple of worthwhile announcements on Twitter. I will say, we're going to get to it in our second point. That what I just highlighted is maybe the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I was on Twitter, and it was... I think it was kind of funny that I did the reaction whenever this yeah. popped up. And I fucking died as they died. I was like, holy shit, I cannot... I, don't, so, I don't know what this is. Over, oh, the course so of, over the course of 93 slash Summer Game Fest week, I was unable to catch most of the press conference reactions live, except for... At the very tail end, I was able to tune into the latter half of this press conference, specifically kind of funny's reactions to it. And unfortunately, I missed the Pragmatist stuff, which is, I'm pretty sure, what you're referring to. But man, even that latter half of this show was pretty brutal. And it's too bad, because there were some actually pretty good games that were shown off here, much like the Ubisoft press conference. Good games, not so good presentation. Oh my god! I'm, this is this is amazing. Uh, let's let's start at the top. Dragon's Dogma Two got gameplay trailer for the first show at the showcase, showing off the large, wide fantasy world players will explore. We learned about the new pawn system, where NPC characters will fight the game's giant beasts alongside you. Gameplay is designed for players who creatively tackle combat in whatever way they can think of. The game is coming to PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and Steam. Uh, I will never play this game because I have not played the first one, and I want to play the first one, but no one in our community wants me to play the first one because it's been on, like, four different barf polls and no one ever votes for it, so I guess I'm never going to play Do Dragon's Dogma. But Pragmata has been delayed from 2023 to an unknown year, Capcom revealed during the showcase. This was the first we've heard of the game since 2021. News of the delay, along with an apology, was scribbled on a piece of paper within the trailer. That's wild. I'm looking at it the piece of paper insane. right now. It is very funny if you look at that clip, because it's like them they're doing the trailer, yada, yada, yada. And then a piece of paper in the trailer, like animated, like this is the game's graphics. A piece of paper falls on the ground. It says, we're sorry, with a frowny face. <laughs> 2022 <laughs> with an X on it to 2023 scribbled out to question mark. <laughs> That's insane. Like, could you imagine if like... A movie, come, like a, you know, let's just say Disney or whatever, was like, oh, we're delaying our movie slate. And they have, like, Iron Man, like, Robert Downey Jr. comes back in the CG suit, does a fight, and then at the end it pops up and he's like, I'm sorry, our movie's got delayed <laughs> six months. Like, you would never do that. It's so fucking funny. That's fantastic. 
Uh, Ace Attorney 4, 5, and 6 are getting HD remasters and a compilation called Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Trilogy coming out on Xbox One, PS4, Switch, and PC in early 2024. These are all Ace Attorney games that originally released on the 3DS and that up until this announcement were basically stranded on the console. These are all games that I actually picked up just before the eShop closed on the 3DS because Capcom had them all at like super duper discount. So I sweeped them up when I could. Uh, good for them. But uh, again, uh, like a lot of the other announcements in this showcase, this one just went on for a little bit too long. We saw Exoprimal. It got a new trailer roadmap and battle pass revealed. We also got a deep dive on the story, a look at a new map featuring a space elevator and more. And we all know you're also going to fight fucking robot Ryu from Street Fighter in this game. So... Or be him. Or be him fighting dinosaurs. Whatever. Dinosaurs, yeah. Absolutely. Have we talked at all about this game? Do either of you have any interest in this one? Only for the Street Fighter stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's on Game Pass, so maybe. I mean, if it's it free, honestly, right? This was another game that like took way too much time in this particular showcase. The game looks honestly not bad. This could actually be kind of fun. The Ghost Trick remaster is out on June 30th, and a demo for the game is available now. Mystery game comes from Shu Takumi, the creator and writer of the original Ace Attorney trilogy. Cool. This was a original DS game that was sort of like a cult classic, kind of forgotten classic game that, again, nobody expected would make it to the modern era until this uh, remake was announced a little while back. Again, cool games. Um, there's an... This last one is is wild to me. Hold on. I'm trying to look up screenshots on why this is the case. But a new mobile and PC Mega Man game was shown off during the stream called Mega Man X Dive Offline and is coming sometime this year. Why is this mobile and, and PC only? What kind of game is this? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Is there traditional? It looks like it's a traditional Mega Man game. This... This must have been shown off in the first half of the press conference that I missed because, man, I did not know that there were both, both Mega Man and Mega Woman in the Mega Man franchise. Because I'm <laughs> on the official website right now, and those are some anime girl-looking Mega Mans. <laughs> cool. Let's move on. I'll say. Okay, let's, well, let's say keep this. it here. Let's we're keep moving it here. on because, obviously, this show is fucking dumb. And I just looked back, and I think Capcom's only had two of these. Last year, Capcom also had a showcase, which showed basically nothing except for Ace Attorney Remastered, <laughs> a different one. Um, and then it was like, uh, Resident Evil Village did really well. We'll make a DLC one day. Not even saying what the DLC was, not right. a release date, just saying, you guys liked it. We'll make DLC one day. Why? Why? Why is Capcom doing this? You don't have shit. To... They have stuff to show. There's cool stuff. Dragon's Dogma 2 was a good announcement. Showed that at Summer Game Fest, showed at Xbox, showed at PlayStation. Obviously, they already show Resident Evil at PlayStation because they're like, oh, that's an audience that likes our game instead of trying to make people watch our own thing that's stupid. Like, why are they wasting everybody's time? I don't understand. You've had two showcases that are not good. And they're like, we'll do it again. I bet, dude, I guarantee they're going to do it next year. Yeah. Why? Let's stop. No one cares. <laughs> Move on with your lives, please. Show us your shit at Jeff Keighley's thing. Yeah. That's it. Show us the stuff that we care about. Nobody cares. I'm not going to say nobody cares. But, yeah, literally everything here could have just been shown somewhere else and have been more hype. But at the same time, we did praise Jeff Keighley's announcements for being an hour and a half only instead of the normal three hours. I guess what? How about an hour and 31 minutes? I can look at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Embracer Group has a major issue, but this one franchise will save them. One franchise to save them all. Tom Ivan and VGC. Embracer Group, who formerly was called THQ Nordic, which is different than THQ uh, because they own THQ, has announced plans to, to close studios, cancel games, and lay staff off just weeks after a $2 billion contract deal fell through. This is wild because this is, the, this is the group that basically just acquires all the old-ass IP that no one's doing anything with and all the old studios, including Square Enix's Tomb Raider and Crystal Dynamics and all of like they have They have all of that now. Uh, so they just, yeah, close studios, cancel games, and lay off staff. CEO Lars Wingefors? Wingefors. That's more fun. Lars Wingefors said the company plans to increase its focus on internal IP, a subject which newly appointed interim chief operating officer Matthew Karch discussed during a press conference. Here's the wild thing. 
they bought the Lord of the Rings rights two years ago, I think it was. So here's a quote. A little bit ago. Was it? Yeah. I mean, we own Lord of the Rings, and we know we need to be exploiting Lord of the Rings in a very significant fashion and turning that into one of the biggest gaming franchises in the world. And that's obviously something we're going to be doing. And so that's a much better use of resources than some of our other projects that some of our teams have been working on. So working together, we have those opportunities, and we're super excited to see that put to work relatively quickly. I know the, the audience for this statement was not necessarily us, but to use the word exploiting, we need to be exploiting Lord of the Rings, does not put a lot of trust in the future, especially having Gollum just come out and completely bombed a couple weeks mm -hmm. ago. Like, yeah. I am not very, like, I do not have faith in Embracer Group that they are able to do the Lord of the Rings franchise justice. But at least we know in the future we're going to be getting a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff. You know what's weird about this story? So I'm looking on... I didn't put it all in here, but they were... Tomb Raider or Square... Or, uh, fucking, they're not Square Enix. Crystal. Uh, who makes Tomb Raider? Crystal. Crystal Specifically, Dynamics. like, they're not affected by this. They're fine. Their Tomb Raider game is actually coming out, published by Amazon. And I'm looking at the bottom of this story, talking about how poorly reviewed Lord of the Rings Gollum, which I'm not entirely sure would even be an Embracer game, because I got announced maybe before the deal happened. I'll have to look and check into that. But also, last month it was announced that Amazon Games will develop and publish a Lord of the Rings MMO. So I like how everything that Embracer has that's good, Amazon is also just doing their own version of it. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it sucks to see, you know, you lose on that deal and so many people lose their jobs. But uh, wild. They're like, yeah, we're going to exploit this one thing. We're going to use the one thing that actually makes us money. It seems like all that buying bullshit that no one cares about like caught up to them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Interesting, though. It's because they bought all that shit and they never released anything with it. We they got, did, like, well, Kingdom of Zomolo re-reckoning, and we got yeah. Biomutant. The, the thing is, is, they actually have released, like, quite a bit of stuff. It's just most of it didn't hit. Most of it was, like, Saints Row-level stuff, where it's like, man, this is just not very good. This is just not hitting, you know? Yeah. Dead Island 2 might be their biggest success, because that one actually Honestly, sold yeah. and reviewed Island very well. Honestly, yeah. That might be the biggest one, which is crazy to think of. But then they did, like, uh, Destroy All Humans, which was a cool game I liked. But, like, I don't know if people ran out in droves to buy Destroy All Humans Reprobed Edition or whatever. So, you know. yeah. It's, like, on one hand, like, it's kind of cool that we had this publisher going up and buying up all the AA video game franchises that nobody was doing anything with anymore. But on the other hand, it's like, well, did you ever actually expect to really turn a profit with all these franchises and that level of like high level direction and it's like the answer is no not really what, what the deal was what was yeah. two billion dollars that you missed out on was it would that be in a, a lord of the rings game i don't know what a two billion dollar deal would even be you know what i'm saying yeah i'm sure Were lord of the rings was i mean two billion it sounds that's a lot of money to us but like i feel like in the state of things like two billion is not enough for something that big I can see it being something like, and, and this is total speculation. I don't like no inside information or whatnot, but it being Sony, like Sony maybe, maybe approached him. and was like, Hey, you know, over on the Xbox side of things, they have avowed and they have the elder schools. They have these two big high fantasy franchises and also fable as well. Uh, we want like a high fantasy franchise of our own. We want something like big name that we can really hang our hat on. You guys own Lord of the Rings. Help make mm -hmm. us a like PlayStation exclusive Lord of the Rings game that we can compete with, you know, the likes of Fable and uh, the other ones with. And I guess it just didn't work out. Again, yeah, total speculation on my part. But Yeah, we have no idea. But it could be like, hey, you own Lord of the Rings. We're a company that wants to make let's just say three Lord of the Rings games, here's a $2 billion contract to get that done. Yeah. And then maybe it fell through. Again, yeah, just throwing out names because we know they own Lord of the Rings. But yeah, maybe it's something like that. I'm just wondering, what, the fact that you were going to get a contract and it fell through and then you just like cancel games and like that's fucked up. But I mean, I'm not a businessman and I don't live in uh, Europe, so I don't know how it works. Uh, that's it for our quest log. Do we, do we, do we have this next thing? Is that, did you, is no, there any? it's your no. thing. And we're going to do Game on Game Show. The Game on Game Show, we play a game called Game on the Game Show on our Game Show. Game, 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 game. Oh, you want to see the transition. You want to see the games gone wild. You don't want wild games. 
You want to see games go wild. Going wild. That's what we're playing today. It's another edition of Games Gone Wild. And if you're unfamiliar, this is where I take a, a collection of games that are all related in some way, and I run them through a thesaurus. And whatever comes out on the other end, I read to you. And you try to guess what the original game was that was put into the, the thesaurus. I've got six games here. The Is that a Lilith Diablo 4 shirt? It is a Diablo 4 shirt. By the way, shout out. Ooh. He doesn't talk to me. He only talks to you, Chad. But Joel apparently won one of those random contests on Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he sent me the shirt. And it's a Lilith's uh, blood pedal thing. Dope. Nice. Yeah, Joel only talks to me. Yeah, I know. Um, so <laughs> and actually, all of all of Joel's friends play Destiny with us, and Joel does not anymore because Joel, you know, he goes to weddings all the time, does his Joel thing. Um, but yeah, his friend Alex, here. his friend Connor, his friend Kenny. He's like, here are all these other people to be me. Um, his birthday was two days ago. Happy birthday, Joel. Actually, maybe it's yesterday. I don't know. Time is weird. Game's gone wild. Here's how it works. We've got six games. These are all games that are still supposed to come out this year, but we don't have a date for yet. So high-profile games coming in 2023 that we don't have a date for. We might have seen them recently. They might have like a quarter or a season, but they don't have a date. So what I'm going to do here, I'm just, we're just going to be, it's Wild West. Whoever feels like they know the answer, shout it out. And then you'll get points. And then at the end of the day, the person with the most points gets to eat more food that they've prepared for themselves. Hopefully, that's yummy. Oh, yeah, Chick-fil-A sauce. Uh, here, so here we go. We're going to start even with this first I, one. Yeah. Even if I don't win, I'm still going to go upstairs and see if there's any pizza left at the end Not of this. Not allowed to. Sorry. Not allowed to. <laughs> can't do it. You can't stop me. But. Um, the there's one thing to note uh oh so they there is the same number of words in both the original and the final so i did not change the number of words i will keep the the punctuation the same so you know where the punctuation is because that can be helpful um and most articles or or um prepositions have remained the same articles being a and the or prepositions being on from at whatever all right, number one. This one is Pursuer Again, colon, Center of Radiation. Pursuer Again, Center of Radiation. Col sorry, Pursuer Again, colon, Center of Radiation. It's not Ghost Runner 2, is it? It is not Ghost Runner 2. Okay. I will give you a hint. Again, references a number. Yeah, I assume so. Something too, but I don't know. The colon of radiation. Something. Colon. Sun, center of radiation. Center of radiation. I will give you another clue. Radiation refers to a city. A famous city. Huh. Something too. More infamous city. That is not a that is not a reference to the game Infin uh -huh. infamous. That is a, a city that is famous for bad reasons. Yeah. Hmm. Mm hmm. It is maybe Eastern European city. Radiation. St Stalker two. <laughs> Heart of Chernobyl. Yes. Stalker two. Uh, Heart of Chernobyl okay. is pursuer again. Center of uh, radiation. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Radiation. I was like, there's got to be something. I yes. said, son, don't ignore me, please. <laughs> Uh, number two, aural celebrities. Aural celebrities. Not to be confused with oral celebrities, which I'm sure is a dirty sight. My favorite kind. But aural celebrities. Can you spell out aural? A-U-R-A-L. Okay. Which is... I gotta remember what aural means. Aural has to do with one of the five senses. Yeah, it's, it's, I thought, it's hearing, right? That is correct. Something, hearing celebrities. Hmm. Hearing Tom Cruise. Hearing <laughs> John Malkovich. Hearing, no. Any clues? Any hints? Um, uh, Man, I'm really bad at this. <laughs> um, yes, this game 
is a return to form for the franchise. Do we know that it's a return to form, though, if it's not yes. out yet? Yes, it was, it, is, it was a large part of the trailer that was revealed at Jeff Keighley's Bonanza. It's not Assassin's Creed Mirage. That doesn't make any sense. That is not. Aural uh, Auditory. Yeah. Yep. When something breaks the sound barrier, mm. it might be called <laughs> a... <laughs> it might produce a, a sound that is called uh -huh. a... Sounding. Oh, I know what it is, <laughs> but I, fuck, I don't know what the name of it is. <laughs> fuck. A boom. Sonic boom. Sonic, Sonic something. Sonic's I don't remember friends. the name of that fucking game. Sonic's Sonic. pal. Sonic's family. Sonic superstars. Sonic there superstars is the correct oh, answer. There yes. we go. Sonic superstars okay. are all celebrities. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh, this one is one that we have not heard from. I believe this year, maybe. It was either early this year that we heard about this game, or it was last year sometime. Mm. Murderous Mimes from External Territory, colon, The Sport. <laughs> is this Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Space? This is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. What is the, the colon? The game. The game, yes. Murderous Mimes from External Territory, The Sport is Killer Clowns from Outer Space, The Game. G give me give me point five for that one. I'm gonna Come give on. you I'm gonna give you both point five. Split the point five. That uh, works. Manly Brian brings up a topic I don't ever want to see: sounding superstars <laughs> <laughs> from the creators of Survivor and the Mole comes sounding superstars. I think that's on browsers. Um, next we have three more to go. End delusion septenary colon forever catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. That is correct. That is correct. There we go. There we go. Never Your boy's back. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> or Cog Sturdy, colon, Adept Assembly Publication 1. Uh, Armored Core 6, Fires Rubicon. That is incorrect. <laughs> oh, really? Huh. I, I thought, like... Adam answered so fast, I was like, oh, well, that's it. Or Cog Sturdy, colon, Adept Assembly Publication 1. Or Cog Sturdy. So Metal Gear Solid Delta? Snake Eater? That is incorrect. Oh, damn it. You did get, you did get the first half right. Oh, okay. Metal Gear Solid Collection? Metal Gear Solid... Fuck, I don't know what it's called. I know it's the collection. I don't fucking know what it's Metal called. Metal Gear Solid, the definitive collection. Incorrect. I have no clue what, what it's big boy collection. Adept assembly. Adept. If you are adept Creative at something. Collection. If you collection. are adept at something, you are a blank Master collection. Mm-hmm. Publication Master... one. Master Master Collection, collection one. one. That is correct. Alex got it. <laughs> Give us point five on that. <laughs> no, baby. Alex got the whole he got I'll, Metal Gear Solid I'll, too. I said that. No, you said Armored Core 6. I'll, let, of Rubicon. <laughs> I'll, I'll split it up. I'll take 0. .75 and Adam can have 0. .25. I think it just makes it this next one wins the game, right? That's all I'm trying to do. So here's the next one, the last one. All one word. Purgatory Marines. Again. Space Marine 2. That is incorrect. Wait, Purgatory Marines. Purgatory Marines. Helldivers 2. That is correct. Helldivers, Helldivers 2. It is Helldivers 2. Correct. There we go. Alex wins. Games gone wild. Sounding superstar. <laughs> I hate Brian for that. <laughs> oh, if you don't know what sounding it is, don't, don't Google it. Don't it's gross. It it's gross. It's I'm shuddering just thinking about it. You'll want to slit your own throat. <laughs> all right everyone that's it for game on game show and that is it for episode 312 of respawn aim fire thank you everyone for watching and listening and reading about us in the news <laughs> and telegraphing your friends about what you saw here today patreon.com slash respawn aim fire is where you can go to support us you can go there to vote on barf games for the month you can go there oh, that is so gross that is so gross. gross. Just drinking any kind of sauce, unless yeah. it is nacho cheese, is gross. Yeah. It is. And even nacho cheese, I admit, have. is gross, but it is acceptable. It feels I better. have a pot 
of homemade pizza sauce upstairs that I'm going to actually indulge in a little that's bit more good, after though. this. That's, that's different because it's not intrinsically a dipping sauce. Like if it's a, if it's a, a sauce that you're meant to dip things in, then it's gross. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go to Patreon, do the thing, play Axiom Verge on your PlayStation Vita, uh, and then tell us your thoughts about it. Write them into respawningfire at gmail.com, DM us on Twitter, whatever you want to frickin' do, just frickin' do it. Thank you, Alex, for joining us for uh, as a RAF regular, as the plus side to our AA battery. Where can folks find hey. you if they want to continue to follow you? You can find me over on Twitter at Alex Kazina, A-L-E-X-K-O-Z-I-N-A. Happy Father's Day, Adam, as the minus side of our AA battery. Uh, what do you got going on that you want people to know? So, if you're watching this video or listening mm -hmm. to the podcast day of, tonight on twitch.tv slash MisfitRolls is the series finale of our show. So, the end of the journey with these characters is... Tuesday, the day you're listening to this, if you're listening on the first day. And Rogue One so, saw uh, they're all going to die, right? That's absolutely. why it's ending. <laughs> well, yeah, because we know what happens in episode four, so these people right. have to die. No. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen yet, but it is going to be the series finale. Then we'll take a little break, and I think we're going to have an epilogue episode if people survive or not. But for the main story, tonight is the end of it. So come on over, Miss It Rolls, catch up on podcast services, because it's all going to be done. Ketchup is another one of those dipping sauces that's just, don't drink it. My character is going to drink dipping sauce in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nasty. Ugh. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, writing, dreaming. Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. It didn't pick up a Discord, but it always picks up on the, <laughs> it always picks up on the podcast. It always picks up, Alex. <laughs> always picks up.